0: Live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios, this yes. is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. We, the people, Congress shall make no law. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio. Brought to you by the United States Gun Club. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Thanks for joining us on Four Points 2H Radio. We are coming to you live and worldwide from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios. The state of Virginia has gotten a lot of focus lately from the Second Amendment community, largely because the recent legislature out there has been Turned from red to blue. We can credit Mike Bloomberg for that. He dumped a bunch of money in there and managed to uh, flip the script, as they say, on the uh, Republican majority out there. So now you got a bunch of Democrats running the legislature out there. And of course, the first thing they want to do is enact gun laws. More gun laws because Virginia is such a violent state that I guess they need more gun laws out there. Anyway. Virginia has really been this kind of Second Amendment sanctuary battleground, for lack of a better term. The people of Virginia are not in agreement with what the legislature of Virginia is proposing. And the people of Virginia have spoken out. State of Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring has recently issued an official advisory that says that all new gun laws shall be enforced. He wants to ignore all the Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions. Now, so far, to give you a little snapshot about what's going on in Virginia, 85 of the 95 counties there in Virginia have declared themselves a Second Amendment sanctuary. Also, nine independent cities and 17 towns have also passed some form of Second Amendment sanctuary legislation. That's well over 90% of the state. And those numbers keep increasing week by week by week. Now, there's a few counties out there that just aren't going to flip. It's not going to be 100%. It never is. The message that the people of the Old Dominion are sending to the legislature is clear. There's no doubt about it. They don't want this stuff. Now, some of the laws that the Virginia legislature is trying to pass is a ban on the AR-15, of course, universal background checks and red flag laws, just the typical stuff that we see from other anti-Second Amendment folks, uh, both on the state level and the federal level, uh, in and around the country. So the good people of the Old Dominion, not very happy about this at all, and they are sending a message that's loud and clear in passing this Second Amendment sanctuary legislation across all of these counties and all these cities. The message is very clear. They don't want this legislation to become law in their state. The legislature so far seems to not only be ignoring it, but actually in direct defiance of the will of the people, which is contradictory to the role of a legislature in a representative republic that the United States is, but apparently Nobody explained that to those folks before they took office. So one of the questions that I get asked when it comes to Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions is, what does it mean? What does it actually do? Does it does it actually change the law? On paper, no, because it is just a symbolic resolution. It doesn't hold any legal weight at all. So I know that some in the Second Amendment community, when they see something like this that's symbolic, they just kind of go, eh, it's symbolic. It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't change the law. I'll say this as respectfully as I can. If you're one of those folks out there that you look at a Second Amendment sanctuary resolution, either in your own county or another state, and you say, ah, it's just symbolic. It really doesn't mean anything. Who cares? You're doing damage to our fight for the Second Amendment, if that's your attitude. A Second Amendment sanctuary resolution, no matter where it's at, is a message, a collective message from the people in that county or in that state or in that city. It is a message about where they stand on the Second Amendment. No, ultimately, it doesn't hold any legal weight. But what it does say is this is where the people are on this deal. And if politicians want to stay in office, and let's be honest, that's all they care about, most of them anyway... They want to stay in power. They want to stay there. If they see the vast majority of the people in direct defiance and direct opposition to what they're proposing, well, they're going to think twice about doing it. You, you would hope that they would get the message and actually listen to the will of the people. Uh, so I think it can have an effect. And indeed, what's going on in Virginia is carrying over, I think, to the national cause for the fight for Second Amendment rights. Because as a nation, we get to look at Virginia, who's traditionally been a red state, have not had an issue with gun laws. The rest of the nation gets to look at Virginia and we get to see an example of nearly the entire population of a state stand up in direct opposition to the legislation and say, no, we do not want this. We will not stand for it and you won't do it to us. Sure, some of these laws might get passed and it might go through a year or two where the legislature goes through and there'll be a big battle back and forth and there'll be appeals and court cases and you know, folks like the Second Amendment Foundation and the NRA and Gun Owners of America, Firearms Policy Coalition, Virginia Citizens Defense League. These folks will come in and file legal opposition to a lot of these laws and that'll go on. Then when re-election time comes up, The good folks of Virginia are going to remember what happened last time, and these folks will never see the legislative chamber again. They're never going to get back in office. Speaking of legislators in Virginia, Virginia Democrats are trying to turn the Capitol there in Virginia into a gun-free zone just ahead of the Virginia Citizens Defense League Lobby Day. Now, the Virginia Citizens Defense League's annual Lobby Day is scheduled for January 20th of 2020. This is something that they do every year. They they get together and they go down to the Capitol building. And by the way, the, the Capitol there in Virginia is one of the few states in the union that does allow for lawful concealed carry at the Capitol. And that's not true in most states, but again, unusual for that state. I think that's the way it should be in all states because the Second Amendment is a second amendment, should be good everywhere. but a lot of uh, a lot of states don't don't allow for it. So Virginia is one that does. but the uh, legislature there is trying to sneak in a little poke back at the folks of Virginia by by declaring the Capitol a gun free zone just ahead of the Virginia Citizens Defense League Lobby Day in January, literally a couple of weeks. Typically, the Lobby Day brings in about a 1,000 folks each year. With all that's going on in Virginia as of late, with the anti-Second Amendment movement, the Virginia Citizens Defense League estimates that there will be upwards of 10,000 people there in attendance. And I say good. Get out and get your voice heard and let these folks know that this is not what you want, and this is not what you're going to put up with. I say good for the people of Virginia. Get out and get your voice heard. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio, brought to you by the United States Gun Club. All right, let's get to the Chicago murder report. As of December 23rd, 2019, total number of people shot and killed in Chirac, hundred. 57 total number of people shot and wounded. 2,253 That's your total shooting victims at 2,705 total homicides are at 504 and just over the weekend, just over the weekend, seven killed and 53 wounded. Nothing says Merry Christmas like 53 people wounded over the weekend in Chicago. Recently, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro announced on Facebook Live his opinion that an 80% lower receiver, or ghost gun as they like to call them, are actually firearms under Pennsylvania law. He even had a cool little video to go along with it that showed a Glock Polymer 80 being completed into a pistol. So apparently Shapiro has borrowed heavily from some language in the NFA, the National Firearms Act, in reference to machine guns that says, quote, may readily be restored. So he's talking about a piece of plastic or a piece of metal that can be, quote, designed, converted, or readily converted to operate as a firearm. Obviously, Shapiro is just making this stuff up as it goes along. It's bad enough that Shapiro is going after 80% lower receivers. Now, the term 80% is just a marketing term. It really has no legal definition. Also, these pieces of plastic and pieces of metal are not regulated under Federal law. So Shapiro is just kind of making up his own definition just to declare ghost guns illegal in Pennsylvania. I think the bigger problem with this may readily be converted language that he's using is that this potentially could lead to any precursor parts for AR 15 bills. If you really think about it, that's pretty broad language. So my fear, and you watch, it's probably coming. Once this gets entrenched in Pennsylvania law, I think you're going to see them chase after precursor parts. You're going to see them chase after bolt carrier groups, lower parts kits, barrels, etc. All the parts that we would use to maintain and build an AR-15 You can bet they're going after it. Quick shout-out to the Firearms Policy Coalition. They filed an emergency injunction out there in Pennsylvania to stop this insanity from going into effect. So that fight is on, and uh, good job, FPC, for taking the lead on that deal. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio, a Bullet Points media property. And speaking of rules and regulation changes that are a little bit crazy, you guys might have heard recently about Franklin Armory's Reformation and the reclassification of that weapon by the ATF. Now, the Reformation was introduced at SHOT Show last year. If you look at it from the outside, it looks like a short barrel rifle, but... By definition, it's not, because the barrel, instead of having twisted grooves in there, a rifled barrel, it has straight lands and grooves. Therefore, it doesn't fall under the definition of what a rifle is. So if it's not a rifle, it can't be a short barrel rifle. So tons of these things have been sold with no tax stamp required, which is, again, by definition of what it is, does not require a tax stamp because it doesn't fall under the purview of the NFA. But recently, the ATF came out, and they have reclassified the Franklin Armory's Reformation. They call it now a GCA SBS. That is a Gun Control Act Short Barrel Shotgun. Now, the Gun Control Act is what you would typically purchase, you know, just your any handgun or shotgun or long gun, something that's not a civilian transferable fully automatic weapon or a silencer or an AOW, anything that's not under the NFA is under the Gun Control Act. This new classification that they've introduced has no rules or regulation governing the purchase or transfer of those weapons. So now the ATF has told everybody, if you have it, don't sell it, if you own one, don't take it out of the state, and we'll get back to you and let you know what we're going to do about it. So that puts some folks in a pretty bad situation. And the ATF, recently it seems like they've they've done this quite a bit. Uh, I know a handful of months ago, they issued a letter concerning Black Aces Tactical. Now, if you're not familiar with Black Aces Tactical, they make some really, really nice shotguns. One of the shotguns they made was the DT series. They had the DT series has a ten and a half inch barrel. It's a twelve gauge, ten round detachable magazine, uh, SB Tac brace on it. So it was classified as a firearm. So it was longer than twenty six inches from the muzzle to the end of the receiver extension, and that was all well and good. But Some of them went out with a folding brace on them. Now, the ATF knew about this folding brace when they went out, didn't say anything about it. They waited almost two years later and they came back and said, hey, by the way, this is a problem now. So they want to classify it as an AOW because they say by definition, since the stock folds, that that changes the length of it and it falls under this rule and that rule and all this other stuff. So they want to change it. So they've told people that have the DT series with the folding stock that they can't sell it, they can't transfer it, they have to take the barrel off of it, and it just has to sit until they figure out what they're going to do. Uh, another company that's in a very similar situation is FosTech. So FosTech makes the echo trigger, the binary trigger. Uh, they also make a badass shotgun called the Origin 12, now, the Origin 12, again, it was classified as a firearm, but same thing. Folding stock, same deal. They say it's a, it's going to be an SBS or an AOW, but in response to that, uh, Foztech has stepped up, and everyone that bought that Origin 12, and the, the model in question was the SBV, and if you own that, you can send it back to the folks at Foztech, they will issue you another receiver that has a serial number registered as an AOW, and you can pay for the transfer and mess with the tax stamp and all that stuff. Or they'll send you a receiver registered as a short barrel shotgun. And again, a $200 tax stamp, all the filing, all the legwork is on you. Or they will put a 16-inch barrel on there and send it back to you so it's just a regular shotgun. But certainly, you've got a lot of options. Now, Foztech, I don't think, had to do any of this, but they decided to step up, so good for them. If you get the opportunity to support a company like that, do so, because that's that's costing them a lot of money, going above and beyond for their customer base. Uh, As a dealer, I happen to have an account with them. I have for several years. And I've talked to the folks over there on numerous occasions, and they are really, really good folks. They're a a smaller company, personnel-wise, but they make a fantastic product. And the level of customer service that they're putting out in taking care of this problem with the Origin 12 is just, again, above and beyond. Certainly, the Second Amendment community appreciates what you're doing. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Be sure and check out theguncleaners.com, a big Thanks to those guys for their support. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be armed, be smart, and be safe. Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio, a Bullet Points media property.